Welcome to Embrace with Erin podcast, where we will discuss the highs, lows, and in-betweens because life be life. Get ready to reflect on the lessons learned, gain a new perspective, and practice gratitude along the way. I'm your host, Erin Woods, so get ready to embrace with me. Let's get into it. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Embrace with Erin podcast. So glad you're here. I hope you all have been ripping yourselves out of plastic because I hope you've been acting brand new. (laughs) If you are a new or returning listener, welcome to the Embrace community. We're going to have a good old chat chat today. Um... I'm going to just talk from my heart, speak from my heart. I have a couple of notes, but really just going to flow from it. Um, And we'll see where we go from there. (laughs) So last week was vacation Bible school for my church. And nothing screams summertime like vacation Bible school for me. Um, (laughs) We have our VBS in June and it coincides with our youth day that we have. So it kind of leads up to it. So you have vacation Bible school, then youth day, um, youth Sunday. But sometimes I kind of remember youth Sunday and then it leading up to vacation Bible school. I don't know. But that's how we do it at my home church. And it was so interesting because it went from me participating as a child my all my life, just participating or getting up and giving the overview of what we learned in vacation Bible school that week to then me participating a little bit more. So like, you know, reading the different pledges or being one of the people that's getting everybody hyped and excited for VBS, stuff like that. So went from doing those things to this year, I actually taught the middle school age students. And so that was a lot of fun. It was really interesting just trying to talk with them about the lesson and really break it down to their level where they can understand it but ultimately help them create and cultivate a relationship with Christ for themselves. And because they're at that age, and middle school is such a wonky time, like your body's going through a lot of changes, you're trying to understand your friends and yourself. In in middle school, kids can be mean. So for those students, I really want to focus on them, like just kind of like, hey, you can make your relationship with Christ what you want it to be. It doesn't have to be what you see your parents doing or your older siblings doing. Like, what? how do you want God to show up and be present in your life and just do just that? So it was good. I did get some compliments that the students really, really enjoyed it. So that made me feel good. Um, let me know that, hey, we're making an impact. And um, at the end of the night or each day, I would give them a note card to write like their prayers down just so that I can pray with them over the things that they're going through. It was just really so, it was just a lot of innocence there, but also just really interesting to see where their minds are and what they're praying to God for. So if you have little ones or you have siblings um, and you are a believer of faith, person of faith, like have those conversations with them. Um, Just kind of see where they are and, you know, talk about what that will look like for them. So give that a try but definitely VBS was fun I I love vacation Bible school I really love you know reciting the um (laughs) the the pledge allegiance to the the Bible and the Christian flag it just 
brings back so many memories and then you just don't have VBS if you don't have like hot dog and plain potato chips and cookies with some with some um fruit punch or something like that is like the primary vacation Bible school meal. <laughs> I don't eat hot dogs often, but when I do, baby, VBS is gonna be one of them for real. <laughs> but yeah, we did VBS. It was fun. Um, great experience. Um, my kids will be attending VBS. Okay, that is a tradition. Even if I'm not at that church, we're coming back for VBS. That my, that is a rites of passage. Um, and my kids will be participating. But yeah, I did VBS. It was fun. Um, and then I also did went to the Caribbean Festival here in Birmingham, and that was a lot of fun. So many beautiful people out. The music was so good. Um, you know, I I don't know any of the songs, but just you know your girl was definitely vibing. It was so nice. Um, the vendors out, there were some really good vendors. The food looked so good, it smelled amazing. And I was waiting in line for this one uh, food truck. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this one be busting. Child, the man told me the food, they ran out of food. I should have, but I shouldn't wait that late. I was in line. I got out of line. I started walking around doing other stuff and then came back. And I should just stayed in that line because, y'all, that food looked so good. I was tempted to run up, get a piece of shrimp off that grill and run away. And I was like, that's just crazy. Um, but that, y'all, that food smelled and looked so good like I'm definitely gonna find them and see where their uh, restaurant is and just know your girl's gonna be going because they had me sold okay if the food looked good outside I know it's busting in the restaurant for real um I didn't even get me any Jamaican beef patties but it's cool because I plan to be going all right but it was such a nice event um seeing a couple people I knew out there it was just really nice, really fun. Um, it lets me know that I want to be on somebody's island. Okay, I need to be in the Caribbean somewhere, um, eating good and winding my hips. That's that's what I want to be doing. That's where I want to be. Um, I don't know when and where I'm going to plan it, but just know it's, going, it's coming in the future. Okay, it was definitely nice, and I was... Really enjoyed my time getting out the house, um, trying to do some different things here in Birmingham. There's a lot going up in Birmingham. I think I'm, well, there's no, I think I'm going to go to the, um, this jazz festival we're having. Really, my whole family finna going to go. Um, and I'm excited about that. Like, if y'all, if, if you know me, you know, I love any environment where I can listen to good music, have some good food maybe a good libation or whatever. Okay, that is my vibe. Like I'm going to dance, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to enjoy myself. I that's my vibe. I love it so much. So I'm really am looking forward to it. Like have my lawn chair. Um I don't know if I can bring a cup up in there, but if I can't bring a cup, a cup will be with me. Okay, have my shades on. Have my sunscreen on, glistening out there, like listen to the music. That's that's my vibe. So I'm really looking forward to that, my family and stuff. Um, and that's what I plan to do all summer for real. I plan to be baking in the sun, listening to music. Okay. <laughs> that is such a vibe. Also, too, this weekend, I am not, I am kind of dreading it. Um, because it is coming up on Father's Day and also coming up. 
on my dad's birthday. So my dad's birthday tends to fall on Father's Day. It was the day before Father's Day, things like that. So it is tough for your girl. Um, grief is hard, man. Grief is hard. Um, like I've told y'all before, um, my dad had passed away going on five years. Um, and it has been a challenge. It has its ups and downs. I'm definitely coping better than I have in the past. You know, thank God for therapy and prayer and just being, just allowing myself to feel how I feel and embrace my feelings and emotions. Um, grief is not linear at all. It is, it's like a ball of paper, you know, when you ball it up and trying to open it back up. It's like, oh, I can see it. Then you ball it back up again. It's just a lot. Okay. It's just a lot at times. Um, so if you're grieving someone and especially a parent, you just know it's just kind of, you can't really explain it. Um, there are just different things that trigger you and different things that don't like when (laughs) spoiler alert for all American, like when Billy Baker died, I was not triggered by that. Like, in fact, I was mad that they killed that man off that show the way they did. I just felt like he could have died a better death. Okay, I don't know how that's not pleasant, but I just feel like they didn't do him any justice. Okay, and honestly, I get it. Tay Diggs wanted to kind of roll out. That's his business. They could have recasted him. Okay, because how are you going to have All-American with no coach? Whatever. But, um, but yeah, like when he passed away in the show, I did not cry. I wasn't. That did not invoke any emotions in me. However, there are other things that invoke emotions in me. So, like, a group of friends was over, and we were talking about different movies and shows. And they were talking about that movie or series, whatever it is, on Netflix called From Scratch, where the gentleman, um, the lady found out her husband ended up having cancer or something. Now, that that's a trigger for me um, because my father did pass away from pancreatic cancer. And so that is like, I can't talk about it. I can't watch things like that because those emotions and feelings are going to come back. And so we were in a group setting and they were talking about it. And I wasn't really talking because I know myself. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to think I want to see that. And they kept talking about it. And then like, I couldn't control it. and I couldn't really hide it. And I like came apart in front of them. And everybody was like, felt horrible, but it, it was like, you know, I told them, it was like, you know, you wouldn't have known, you you know, don't feel bad. It's just part of my emotions, part of kind of where I am. Um, but I allowed myself, I showed them all of me being vulnerable and, you know, crying and having my moment. Um, but it's like different things that kind of invoke those emotions for me. But I can say, like, I don't cry as much. I have learned to cope um, better. Um, there are things that just sucks, man. I just, I just no pleasant way to say it. It just sucks at times. Um, like I think about, you know, if I get married, you know, my dad won't be there to walk me down the aisle or have the daddy daughter dance. Like, you know, I kind of be like, I ain't finna have it. I ain't gonna have no daddy daughter dance. Cause my daddy not here. So I'm not doing it. You know, <laughs> like, granted I am blessed. Um, to have like a bonus stepdad and also have some amazing uncles and cousins that would step in and be like, well, you know, you'll still have this tradition, but at the same time, it's like, I still want that with my father. So, um, it's just different things that kind of invokes those emotions for me. Like I said before, um, 
But one thing that has helped me a lot is I journal about it. If I feel the emotions, I let it out. I cry. At first, I wasn't crying publicly or around people with my father's um, death because I felt like I had to be strong for my sisters. Um, But it just, that pressure on that way became so much that I, I was in a state of depression. Like I had to go see a therapist. Like I knew like, I'm not doing well. Um, I began to like abuse like alcohol more. Like I had to have some type of alcohol to go to bed. It was, it was, you know, kind of rough for me. And so like, I knew like, Hey, I'm not myself. I was I was just angry more. Like I was just, ooh, everything was just making me mad. I was popping off and I didn't realize like it was grief showing up for me. And so working with my therapist on those things and talking with her about it and just kind of figuring out my process and, hey, when these emotions and stuff come up, what can you do and things like that. And I'm I'm always a believer that we go through different things not just for ourselves, but to help someone else. And I did not realize how many other people I would come across who would be in the same situation as me, who also have lost a father or a parent, and how I could use my personal experiences to help them process and grieve as well. And so, um, you know, I send my my love um, and just comfort and peace to all of y'all um, out there that, you know, in the same boat, you may be grieving your physical father. Um, and you could also be grieving a relationship you have with your, your, your dad as well. And so I kind of want to talk about my um, relationship with my father this week. Um, and just share my experiences. Granted, my experiences are different from my sister's experiences with my dad. We are all different in personalities. We all experience my dad at different ages. And so I just want to give that disclaimer because I do know I have family members that listen to my podcast. And I will just say, if you think that you may um, get upset from what you hear. This is your warning. Maybe not listen to this episode. Okay. This may not be the episode to listen to. Um, now I'm not saying I'm going to be bashing my father. No, like I said, I am going to speak from my experiences, but I want to give that, um, preface. Okay. I don't want nobody hitting my line. Okay. To say anything about what I'm going to share, because I will, respectfully tell you to go on somewhere all right that is the warning <laughs> that's it do not hit my lineup y'all talking about well why I just said again this is me speaking from my experiences and from there all right yes okay so y'all know I share things because I want to help someone else um, because someone else may also going through it So that is why I share these things. Growing up, my dad, like, I told people, like, I'm going to be a junior, like my father. Like, I'm his twin, okay? Attached to the hip, I'm his girl, right? He has three daughters, but to me, I'm like, that's, I'm his twin, all right? I'm 
my daddy's child. So we were very close. That's my guy. Um, when my parents got divorced, that was a big challenge for me. Um, it was just a lot to process at such an early age. Um, and it was just a lot for me to kind of adjust to it. And so it really hurt me like really, really bad to my core. And I didn't realize how bad it had hurted me until I got older and and kind of, again, talked with my therapist about it and things like that. So that really did affect me um, growing up. And I did not realize that I was had was harboring um, unforgiveness with my, to, towards my dad and how I was just angry with him um, of some things. And so um, I was... I kind of, I've seen two therapists. So my first therapist, we were just talking about different things. And she had asked me a question like, how's your relationship with your dad? And I was like, girl, what are you talking about? Because I'm talking about my dad and you talking about my father. What they got to do with this? Nothing. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, I answered and we kind of went through that and talked about that a little bit more. And that is when I realized oh my God, I have not forgiven my dad for some stuff. And I'm harboring on these emotions and feelings about it. And so worked through her with her through those things. And I remember she told me, she's like, I think you should write your dad a letter. She's like, it's up to you whether you read it to him or mail it to him. She's like, but I think it, do, it would do you some good to write him a letter to express how you feel about everything that has happened between y'all's relationship. Um, and during this time, like I would talk to my dad, but I really wouldn't talk to him. Like there was a wedge between our relationship. I wasn't really talking with him. There was a wedge. I would, you know, talk, but it would be just very, just surface level. It really wasn't deep relationship. Um, and so she was like, you know, I think you should write this letter. And I was like, okay. So I wrote the letter y'all and I struggled to write the letter because I struggled to get out how I felt. For so long, I suppressed it and I did not talk through these things. And I just was like, no, I don't know. I don't know what to say. And I remember I got in my closet and I just started writing and I was a bawling, y'all, bawling my eyes out, writing this letter to my dad, just expressing to him how I felt. But afterwards, it literally felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. And then I was like toiling back and forth, like, do I want to share this with him? I don't think I do. And I was like, no, I need, I want to share with him. I want to talk to him about it. And like, literally I worked, I wrote that letter probably like 3 PM. I called my dad like 8 PM. And I remember I was in the parking lot, um, on campus. I was in college at this time, read the letter to him and it was tough. It was, um, so tough for both of us, but it was also so healing for both of us. Um, and I remember after I finished, you know, it was a pause and I was like, are you there? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'm just getting myself together. And he was like, thank you. Like, that's the first thing he said was, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me. And he was like, you know, my, my nickname from him was Cole, like Coley Cole. He was like, Cole, I didn't know that's how you felt. You know, I wish you would have told me earlier. I just didn't know. And it was like, we had a come to heart meeting and, you know, he shared some things with me that helped validate my feelings. And I knew like, my daddy saw me, you know, and ever since then, we were tight. Like it was a process of like getting the habit. But then I was like calling my dad all the time. Like I remember I had gotten into a debacle 
at school. And I remember calling my dad in the middle of the night and just crying on the phone. And he was like, what's going on? And I'm just, I mean, I couldn't even speak. I was just crying, y'all. And he was like, it's all right, get it out. I'm here, just get it out. Um, And that's one thing I do miss so much about my dad. Like, I could call him. It did not matter the time of the day. I could call him and he was going to answer. And nobody knows me like my daddy. Like, my daddy knew what type of mood I was in by the way I answered the phone by the way I said his name, like literally by the way I said, hey, he knew what was going on with me. And I love that about him. My dad was so intuitive and it it wasn't just me. He was like that with all of his girls. So he knew what was going on before we even told him. Like I'm not a physical touch person, not a hugger, but my dad knew when I needed a hug. He just, he just knew. Um, And so, you know, being able to call him and just talk about like, look, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. And he just being there and listening and things like that and providing his witty responses to stuff, child. My daddy was a, a whole character, honey. He would make a joke, um, but would also have some gems in that. And I just love that about him. But yeah, you know, we had that moment. And I want to say that I'm so grateful that my dad and I had that moment to rectify our relationship, to sit there and go through the whole healing and rebuilding process together. And I'm happy I did that way before I knew his diagnosis. I'm so happy it did not take him being sick and ill for me to then say, let me like come together and we kind of work on this relationship. I'm so happy we did that prior to. I guess one thing that I would say to the people listening to this is that it could be a relationship with your father, your mother, a grandparent, a sibling, a friend, or you know, if there's a relationship that you notice there's a wedge between y'all, go ahead and try to work through that. You know, don't wait because time doesn't wait for anyone. And I, I don't like when people say like life is short you know life is short but it's just life is too beautiful to sit and allow days and days and years to go by with festering unforgiveness in your heart so don't wait and waste another year or another day go ahead and try to work on reconciling that relationship and I'm again like I said I'm just so happy and so grateful that my dad and I were able to heal together and work through those things before I found out he was sick. And so I just encourage y'all to do that. And I understand, trust me, I understand that it's hard, especially when you are at odds with someone. I understand it is hard, man. Um, People don't talk about that, about like, well, how do I go through that process? It's tough. But I will say with therapy um, and just praying about it, it will make the process so much easier, so much easier. And so I do encourage you all to do that. Um, And, uh, you know, as we come up on Father's Day, like I said, I know it's going to be tough for some people um, because, you know, your father may be present here on this earth, but they may not be, you know, active in your life. Um, If you feel a tug in your heart to go and try to rectify that relationship, definitely do it. Um, But if you don't feel that tug, because I don't know the history, you know, I don't know what happened. There may have been abuse. There may have been some form of trauma. Or sometimes that parent may not just be in a place where they are healthy enough and you will be in a healthy environment or have a healthy relationship. That's also very true and very real. Um, So don't feel like I'm telling you put yourself in a compromising situation. Definitely not that. Okay, use your common sense and use your heart meter for that. 
But definitely know that I am encouraging you to, if you can, and if it is healthy and safe for you, to try to work on that relationship. Um, Because like I said, life is just too beautiful to walk around with unforgiveness. This is helping me process um, his birthday coming up and Father's Day. Just sharing my experiences, um, sharing what I've learned, and just kind of like the evolution of our relationship. And that's my guy. I love him so much, and I miss him dearly. Um, but I know he's so proud of all of us, for real. I know he's so proud. Um, I can hear him in my head. like. But, yeah, I just wanted to share that with y'all. Um, I hope y'all can get something from it. If not, it's cool. Again, we're embracing it. We're embracing grief. <laughs> we're embracing the highs and the lows. The low, low of the lows. Um, so, yeah, you know, we're just going through that. But I, I want y'all to just go out there, try to work on that relationship. It, again, it doesn't have to be like a relationship with your father. You know, it could be your mom or whoever it may be in your life. But if you feel this, like, man, I, I want to go and try to work through a relationship, this is your sign. Go ahead and do it. Don't wait too late, y'all, for real. Um, You just never know where it may lead. Because I was nervous. But it actually worked. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> Wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. So, just want to share that with y'all. Um, And I also want to say a happy Father's Day to all the wonderful men in my life that have just been excellent father figures for me I'm very blessed um you know my dad may not be here physically but I I still have an awesome support um and I know if if I if I want somebody to walk me down the aisle I would have a, a list of people willing to walk me <laughs> down the aisle and give me away so um not gonna be worried about that or anything like that so I'm interested in Love to all of you out there who's dealing with the grief of a father. Um, it is tough, but give yourself some grace. Um, your feelings are valid. Feel how you feel. Take the time for yourself. Um, like this week, I'm I am very much chilling. We're going based on how I feel. Um, if I feel like it, I'm gonna do it. If I don't, I'm not doing it. So that is that. <laughs> So, yeah, just wanted to share that. And for, like, all the new fathers out there, like, happy Father's Day to y'all. Um, that, that pretty much sums it up, y'all. Um, Try to find peace in whatever way you can. And peace and healing looks different for all of us. What, however you can get that, achieve that, I encourage you to do it. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to head on over to the gratitude segment. And this is the time where we reflect over two to three things that we are grateful for, regardless of what's going on around us. So number one, um, I'm grateful for my dad. Okay. I'm grateful for um, him showing up and being present and being the best father that he knew how to be. And I give my parents grace in that regard. And so I'm grateful for my dad for him showing up and showing up the best way he knew how to love on us and support us. I'm very, very grateful for my dad, the lessons 
learned, um, things he taught us, and just his funny and witty banter. Like, my dad was the king of dad jokes. Like, oh, my God. His jokes would be so lame, but he would be cracking up. And you just can help but to chuckle, too, because it was so lame, but it was funny. It was like, oh, cringe. <laughs> That's my daddy, though. Um, second thing I'm grateful for would be other male figures in my life. Um, y'all are all great. Um, and I appreciate y'all for showing up for me. Um, whether that's going with me to get my car service, talking with the dealership to make sure I get the car of my dreams, or just being present, checking up on me, putting a little few dollars in my pocket or whatever. Or, um, you know, asking me questions about the person I'm dating and checking on them and, you know, making sure that this person is right for me. You know, I appreciate all of y'all for just being present in my life. Uh, the third thing I'm grateful for would be, I'm grateful for being able to connect and network with people um, to just help you with just different opportunities. You just never know how connected we are. Um, and who knows who or when and all those different things. So I'm just grateful for all the connections I have made over my life um, and the connections that I'm going to continue to make. So I'm so grateful for that. Um, and last but not least, I have not done this in a while. I'm grateful for you, my listeners, for tuning in and listening to your girl um, share her experiences and finding ways that she can embrace this thing we call life. So Thank y'all for tuning in and participating and sharing and supporting the podcast. I really do appreciate it. I love y'all. Um, I did not mention it last week, but y'all, we got a Facebook. We got a Facebook, so it is Embrace with Aaron Podcast. Please go find us, like the page, share the page, share a quote or whatever from the page, share a reel and whatnot. Um definitely would love y'all support in that so well y'all that concludes the episode this week um i encourage you all to go out and embrace the world around you even if it's tough even if it hurts um try to find the good in it and try to find the things that brings you peace and healing all right love y'all so very much and until next time Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Embrace with Erin podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast so far, let us know. Please rate and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. Until next time.